Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangi Heyuer. And I'm Jodie Clark, and we're just two good bitches trying to live good lives. Today, we've got Australia's OG podcast queen, Stacey June, founder of the popular radio show The Thinker Girls and podcast brand. Stacey's now the author of her new book, Single Pringle, Stop Wishing Away Your Single Life and Learn to Flourish Solo. And if that wasn't enough, Stacey is also the founder and head coach at Self Care Club, which we'll get more into during main topic. Stacey, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks, guys. I felt like I had to put my shoulders back. I'm watching my posture at the moment. I feel like it's giving out a particular energy. And okay. last night at the show, you know when you someone films you walking? Oh, yes. It's confronting. <laughs> Firstly, when does that ever happen? Like yeah. where you're kind of film walking. And I was like, I was a hunchback man. Wow. And my ass is way bigger too since having a kid. So I was like, this is, it's just a download. Like I just had to take it in. So now here I am, like with my shoulders back here ready for Did you have you theme, theme song walking out? Like was it to 50 Cent and that's why you you know, you were a bit more hunched? I wish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will keep that in mind if the hunch continues. <laughs> <laughs> that 50 Cent will, walk, will yeah. play before I walk into every effing room. Yeah. We've got to ask about that. How have you been? How was the book launches? Uh, they were really great. Mm. And it's a weird life, right? Like COVID, whatever, people aren't catching up. Also, I hadn't, I don't reckon I'd done live stuff since The Thinker Girls. Mm. So doing that solo is a different thing as well. Mm. And talking about a book, I feel mm. pretty established, I've got to say. Yeah. No, I'm that. joking. But, but you know what I mean? It's a very different discussion. Like yeah. you're interviewed and now you're, it's a weird thing. Whereas before we were like, we have nothing to together help us <laughs> this is our life we're sharing it all and um, I still don't have it together but it was definitely a different vibe yeah would you say this is apart from your beautiful son would you say that this is your biggest accomplishment spiritually yes and no like I feel like getting the radio show with the thinker girls is pretty mm-hmm. big but I think it's different when you do it on your own and I think also this is it seems random considering that that whole show was very personal. But when you are writing a book about not just your personal life, but your childhood and where you learnt your relationship lessons, mm-hmm. I've got an abuse story in there. There's some pretty hardcore stories. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily proud, but it's probably the most fulfilling. Mm-hmm. We love that. Well, we'll get into that through main topic because I was obsessed. I ripped through it in about a week. Oh, um, awesome. It's not, yeah, shorter. Which for us now is a, that's fast, right? Yeah, like, that's Attention fast. span is <laughs> yeah. Jodie, my darling, what have you been up to? We went out last night. We did. So Jules and myself actually thought we'd rock up to one of our OG listeners and supporters, the beautiful Jess Matthews. She mm-hmm. has a awesome little brand Mm. called The Boy Detox that Mm. she's building at the moment. She's always supported us, so we thought we'd rock up last night and support her at her The Boy Detox Goes Deep event. Which is a dating, she's a dating coach. Yes, she's a writer Mm. and um, dating coach. Mm -hmm. So she's doing some fantastic work, obviously, very much aligned with what we do here at Good Bitch. And Mm. um, it was a great little event. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Jules, but I certainly learned something. Yeah, completely. I, I think one of these great things that she brought up was how much by the third day 
how much we invest. Yeah. It's just funny how you once you go from two to three, you suddenly put double investment in. Yeah, you've mm. got to really check your investment because um, she was basically explaining that one of the parties very much will choose to double down on mm. their investment without actually checking that alignment with the other person mm. and making sure you're on the same track. So it was really interesting crunching the numbers on that. So GB, she's one of us. Mm. Uh, make sure you support our girl Jess. Follow her on Instagram at the boy detox. Yeah. But let's get into you personally, Jules, because you had quite the little weekend. So should we touch on that real quick? Yeah, so I've been so bored with moving house. You know, like you feel like it goes for two years, yeah, like God. the process of moving. Drags. So my housemate was away from the weekend, which meant like the cat got out, like I was allowed yes. to play again. Yes, Um. So I got a bit boozy on Saturday just with um, my best guy mate, the king that yes, we talk about regularly. Yep, yep. Best guy mate. And then on Sunday, one of my best duties from Perth was in town. So, you know, i got to show the gays how our Sydney gays do. <laughs> So we just, which is quite well, yeah, yeah. The, mm. the best. Mm. Um, well. mm. But I don't do myself any favors, GBs, because I'm always going on about I don't know why I just don't meet guys out. And then you'll find me at the Beresford at 11 p.m. pashing, like passionately pashing all the gays. Um, and we, we talked about having a threesome, like really seriously. And they were like, yeah, like if you want to do it, let's do it. To the two hottest guys ever, they were gorgeous. Uh, but then I was, and then they were like, yeah, like you know, I'll suck your clit. And I was like, the fact you said suck just means that it's going to be an awful experience for me because you, you don't know what to do. <laughs> And, you know, like it's a tempting for me because mm. I still find that sex attractive because mm. it's still, as a straight person, I've got a male kissing me. Yes. I'm turned on. Like oh. I'm going to go home and masturbate over it where yeah. they, Am know, I allowed to talk? Oh, 100%. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Get in this there. conversation is fascinating to me Yeah, because, I mean, I suppose when I have my mega single days, people weren't as commonly bi, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they were, people weren't out as bi as much as they are now mm. and certainly not as much non-binary. I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. was experiencing what they were, you know, but it wasn't so vocal. So the dance floor was really kind of straight or gay. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Whereas I went to Pride in Melbourne on Sunday Amazing. with a group of, I think there was a non, I was in the, the posse of my dance floor, mm-hmm. let's just say. Um, was a really good mate of mine who you've had on the show, Dan, who is non-binary. Yeah. A friend of ours that's trans, another f- two friends that are bi and a gay friend mm-hmm. and me, straighty. Or, well, whatever. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> that's just my history, but I'm not sure what. And anyway, so they just were all passing each other. And this, I know that sounds ridiculously, does it sound naive or whatever, but I'm just thinking around what I've missed, you mm. know, what I've missed by this monogamous, mm-hmm. freaking white, straight marriage relationship I'm in. Like, yeah. shout out to my husband because it's like, but you know what I mean? It is a really interesting time and such a different level of exploration. Yeah. As a single person, regardless of where which box you want to effing tick. Mm. I guess for me now, I'm like, oh, shit, because I know the way I'm going to act. If I want to hook up, I'm going to go to a gay club now, mm. you know, and I'm, I'm going to actually stop meeting guy, like straight men because I can get – I have the most fun at gay clubs and now I've got all these hot, sweaty men with fucking 12-packs licking my neck and kissing me. No, but I talk about that in the book actually because I feel like I used that's all I would do because mm-hmm. I felt happiest mm-hmm. and more comfortable mm-hmm. in that environment. And then we'd be at Hungry Jack's and I found this, we call him Hungry Jack's guy, <laughs> the most amazing sex after. But I'd been at the gay club with my gays wow. and then met this guy, he sat down. And you know that when a straight guy sits down and then he's of just the best I know that this shouldn't be a standard, mm-hmm. but sits there and hangs with you. Mm. And we were all dressed in fancy dress yeah. too. So it was a skeleton, a pirate, you know, all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. He's sitting there owning it, 
And literally they were like, you need to go home with him. Yeah. And then you fuck a straight guy. It works out. Yeah. Mm. All right. I don't so, know. It works out because you're having a good time. Yeah. So you're kind of that energy you're giving off. 100%. Like we were talking about before we started the show. It does. You don't have to be in the exact club that says box, this is mm. where everybody is. Yeah. Somehow it just works because you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. yeah. You'll attract what's meant for you. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, we were stopping at Oporto, Domino's. <laughs> we're stopping at every, every one of those back to my house. Guys, I'm going to take us to break, but stay with us because we're going to get in this amazing book Single Pringle by Stacey June. Follow your gals at Good Bitch Pod. We'll be right back. GBs, you are back with Main Topic. I'm sitting here in front of the beautiful Stacey June. Stacey, I'm pretty starstruck sitting here in front of you. I used to listen to you and your co-host on Kiss FM when I first moved to Sydney, sweeping floors when I had to uh, close the shop every night. Um, To me, you were the ultimate hashtag single gal. You were Mm. out here doing it. But for our GBs who are unfamiliar with your career trajectory, could you sum up the best parts of your journey? Work-wise? Work-wise, yeah. Let's do both. Yeah. Yeah. Work-wise, I think it was um, closing the door on something that I wasn't sure... so with radio, I did a lot of a lot of work behind the scenes before Kiss, right? Mm-hmm. So there were regional radio shows where we, mm. we were living in the sticks in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere in different areas of Queens. Uh, for me, it was Queensland. Merce was in New South Wales, then Victoria as well. And we just pitched the show so many effing times to the mm. point where it got to a stage where I was like, this is actually demeaning now, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you are at a point where you have nothing to go to, mm. Everything you've worked towards is in this person's hands or these maybe three or four people's hands and you still decide to close the door anyway. Mm. I suppose it was a bit of a boss move. For me, I then decided I was quitting radio and I would pursue TV and other online stuff if Mm. we weren't going to be, I don't know, seen the way that I knew we deserved to be seen. Mm. So my co-host kept working in radio and I quit my regional job, had no job to go to, moved into my girlfriend's garage in Melbourne and had my the only income I had was a little column for news.com.au that I had and then I worked my ass off mm. to try and get us off the ground and then as it generally happens, radio came back knocking bigger and better than we could have ever imagined. Like we were like, please just give us one hour at midnight on a Sunday, yeah. you know, as long as it's, yeah, well, as long as it's not us living out here, you yeah. know. And it was like, no, 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 no. And then I reckon I quit. I reckon it was like not even six months later we were negotiating and I was negotiating our contract uh, with yeah, Kiss. Wow. Yeah, and so I think one of those, I guess those moments where you really back yourself and back your intuition and then it comes to pay off is, mm not just a work win, but Mm -hmm. it becomes these types of, um, I guess, currency that you, it's like you put a coin in a money box, right? You just continue to then build this knowledge of yourself and this backing of yourself when that stuff comes off. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sure. It was a work win. It was a huge work win, but really for me, it was a personal win, right? Mm -hmm. You back yourself. You don't know where the F you're going. uh, And sure enough, something will work out. And in this instance, it was way bigger than I could have imagined. So, yeah, then we did that ride and it was pretty epic, an epic ride. Huge highs, huge lows. Mm. Well, your wow. book um, yeah, resonated with Jodes and I probably more than the average person yes. because it is a, obviously podcast first and then we our dream is to be on Kiss FM specifically. All oh, right. Yeah. Universe, we will be on Kiss FM Are specifically. Are you listening yeah. up there? Um, but 
We want to get into the book, but first of all, we ask mm. every guest the same question. Yes. Stacey June, what is your love language? Oh, mine's changed. Whoa. I do mine often. I'm, yeah. I'm a, an absolute, I'm a weirdo like that. Uh, I want to know all the time mm-hmm. and I want to be forwarding it to my partner all the time. Mm, love it. It is usually, I, I think a few years ago it was like set, I guess there's not seven, are there? But there was, it was like four. Mm-hmm. You know, when the numbers are so even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I won't even go into that because that's boring because it was just so many things. Obviously, I was a needy AF moron. <laughs> um, but now it's, what's the um, the touch one? Is it affection? Physical, physical touch. touch. Physical yeah. touch, yeah. yeah. It's physical touch. Wow. And that is that was done probably in the last six months, I reckon, wow. and it wasn't always that. So mm. it is quite interesting. Does that mean I'm not getting a lot of sex after having a baby? No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it also means that things are busy, hectic, like there's a real um, yearn for, I guess, slowness and intimacy on a level that Mm. I suppose hasn't necessarily gone but just is yearned for more when you give more, I guess. Mm -hmm. Let's get into Stacey's amazing new book, Mm -hmm. Single Pringle, the reason why we've got her in Sydney. Um, One of the main themes throughout the book, right, is very much learning to listen to your intuition, Mm -hmm. learning to trust that gut feeling. Can you let our GBs know from your perspective what that inner feeling looks like and perhaps offer some examples of how we can all better tap into that intuition? Mm. Uh, The first thing I want to say about intuition is that it's not something that will come to you if you don't invest. Mm -hmm. And before you can even start to go, okay, I think I know what she means or do I know, then you're already at a point where potentially it may need a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. And when I say work, it's like a friendship. I look at mine, she identifies a chick, so I will refer to her as her and she is my mate. So I invest in my mate. I want to hear from her. I want to see what she has to say. I check in. Mm. So if you know somebody's had a bad day and she's a good mate of yours, you're checking in. Mm -hmm. How did it go? How did that meeting go? How are you feeling, babe? this is the exact same way we need to be talking to ourselves. Mm. And when you start to be giving yourself that kind of attention, oh, I've had a bad day. Fuck, I need – sorry, are we swearing on this podcast? Always. Um, okay. Do whatever um, you want. <laughs> we need uh, – I need five minutes yeah. just to check in um, and that may be, I don't know, it doesn't have to look like a certain way. Meditation could be a million different ways that you meditate. It could be your bu- your bubble bath, whatever, even though I bag that version of self-care. It's on the list, fine, if that's yours. But for me, it's a bit more deeper. I want to create space in a very hectic world. So it could be five minutes where I don't have anything on. I'll have a timer on just to give myself that. You know, and sometimes you're wondering when things are over. Don't yeah. give you, Set yourself up to win, right? Yeah. Don't be yes. sitting there wondering if it's five minutes yet or whatever. <laughs> Have the timer and put it on flight mode or whatever and just, yeah, have a bit of space where it's quiet or have a proper practice, Mm. you know, a proper morning ritual. In terms of how or what that voice sounds like, I guess the easiest way that I explain in coaching is that if you're thinking it, it's a thought and if you're feeling it, it's your gut it's your Mm -hmm. divine it's your spirit it's your something more than you can see Mm -hmm. often if it's a feeling you can be certain it's an intuitive voice Mm -hmm. and if it's a thought it's your thought right it's I know it sounds basic but it is basic and we get complicated with it because our thoughts like to manage the situation they're kind of the CEO or the managing director of our bodies right so they're there to try and help what can we do where do we go what do you Mm. want from us they're busy and they're a service they're amazing but we need to keep it in check and know its role its Mm. role is Mm. not to live your life by it if the mind's role is to allow it to 
activate your life, to pursue the things you want in your life. But you need to know what they are first and your intuition is the place to find them. Oh, what an answer. What an, what I, feel, I feel answer. seen. I feel seen right now. I feel now. seen. I feel heard. I feel understood. Oh. I guess it's very much about <laughs> learning to differentiate between what is noise up mm. here, what's in your head, and what is truly that's your intuition, well, that's your guide speaking or however you like to refer to it. The question is, Is does you are you feeling it? Mm. Are you feeling it or are you thinking it? Yeah. And the other thing is, I guess you could ask yourself, is, is it a cheerleader vibe? Mm. Is it like an on-your-side vibe? Because everybody thinks your intuition might be – you know, like if I say it's a normal friend, then it's not always going to back you, but your intuition always backs, backs you, you, always. It's always on your side. However, that doesn't mean it necessarily always tells you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not just sucking up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving you the truth, mm. but you know in that feeling vibe what the truth is when you don't want to hear it. Yeah. So that's the catch. It will always be for you. Yeah. It will always be pro you so if it's saying you look shit today you're this that's not your intuition Mm -hmm. that's not your intuition that's messaging conditioning society whatever that's just other stuff you need to dissect Mm -hmm. but if it is if it's backing you in some way even if it's an uncomfortable way it's it's your gut Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's on your side we assume things in life are hard right and yeah sure while they are your intuition is really there to back you. It is on your side. It is pro you. Believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, Stace, something that really resonated with us was the chapter about yin, the feminine, and yang, the masculine energies. Could you talk us through the different energies and how the two can show up if perhaps someone was leaning in too much to one and not the other? Mm, it's interesting because we all have inner femme and inner mask energy, right? This is you know not as a new conversation as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult because I wanted to really talk about that as much as I love the conversation that we all have that in us, regardless if you identify as a dude or a chick mm-hmm. or they or whatever, we all have that. There are polarities in us. There's two bits. There's two kind of um, yin and yang. But I really was interested in dissecting this as a person that identifies as a woman mm-hmm. and what necess- what the feminist kind of shifts have done in polarity and mm-hmm. our lives in polarity. And, you know, in the book I go into dissecting a lot around how the role models I had of either, you know, boss women or people that were running the shows felt to me very masculine oriented, very mm. driver and very driven, very, I guess, kind of aggressive in some ways and, and that a lot of people see that as only bad. But mm. aggressive is aggressive in your ambition, aggressive in your um, approach. And it was interesting because it felt to me that it was women simulating men, mm. which at that when you dissect it, it makes total sense, right? So if I'm I'm growing up and I want to be a boss or I want to work, mm-hmm. let's just say even just as basic as work, and my dad's the one that works, who do you think I'm going to try and be like to work? Mm-hmm. My dad. So I'm going to take on character traits of his. Mm-hmm. And so there all of a sudden my masculine traits are really quite um, heightened or mm-hmm. extremed or at least focused on. I'm not consciously thinking all this stuff, right, but I'm understanding that in order to get ahead or get where I want to be, I need to act like X. Mm-hmm. And so what I started to realise was, particularly in radio and that environment so male-dominated, I was completely almost like extreme masculine energy. 
extreme and to a point where I was then like, why? Where are these people? Where are these dudes contacting me in my dating life? How am? Why am I not getting approached? Like, where? It's because I had no soft energy in terms of. I had it. I just wasn't activating it. I wasn't living in it. I would go to yin yoga class and that was the only time I felt like I was truly being myself. Mm. And it's not that the masculine energy wasn't myself. It just felt so out of whack that I always felt misunderstood. Mm -hmm. I was always like, people only see this side of me and I don't know how to unlock this side safely because if I unlock this femininity in these environments that don't make it safe for me to be feminine... I feel like I'll lose everything I've built being in the masculine and it's terrifying Mm -hmm. and it's still, I still am a bit scarred by that whole thing, you know, where I think some people still, it was funny, I was speaking to a mate this morning and he was like, you must get all of these messages from dudes being creepy and whatever. I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. because they're all effing scared of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's not something that's, it's a joke but it's not cool because I've had to, kind of do that to keep up and Mm -hmm. there is a whole other element that if you know me is very very even in two camps and more so now than ever I work so hard at that yin space and it's really lovely traditionally the motherhood and the the, the mother journey I've had definitely helps me Mm. but I need to make sure that I continue to have that part in areas of my life that demand the masculine Mm. I want to inject that into all areas of my life because it isn't always pretty, you know. There would be relationships I'd have at work where I would snap at people or mm. and it wasn't that I meant to communicate like that. It was I was just in this zone where I didn't really know how else to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the book and that chapter is incredibly personal and incredibly important because I think we've been led to this place and I'm so, so grateful for the choices and, and the opportunities we have because of it. But now it's it's time to regain some of that feminine power and get it into parliament stat. Mm-hmm. And not women in parliament, feminine energy in parliament. It's not just about just, you know, of course we need equality, but we also need men to be accessing their inner femme. And if we still see women or feminine energy is weak, then everyone's effed. Everyone's Mm -hmm. fucked. It's got to come from everywhere, not just women. It can't be that the women come into power and then they're the ones that are only concentrating on that part of things either because then it's like, great, we've equaled things out, but it's not really equal because you do that job and you do that job. Mm -hmm. So it's just so important. I think about raising Bryn and I I want him to see – his dad is so hands-on, so um, comfortable in his femininity. Mm-hmm. Now I have to get comfortable in mine. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Well, as you were as you were talking, Stacey, I mean, I think we were both just feeling so incredibly seen and heard. I was touching Jules as you were talking because literally, it's like you were taking the words out yeah. of us, right? Because hand on heart, we can like a thousand percent say that we are also guilty of being heavy on the on the masculine energy, right? And aside from easing up on, we actually call it big clit energy. Yeah, so yeah. We which is amazing. Say, yeah, we always say we've got big clit energy. Big clit energy. And again, we feel like that's something we've had to take on, right, in order for us to have that power and achieve, you know, our goals and our dreams. We feel like that's something we've needed to carry with us, but then we struggle because we feel as though sometimes we're lacking in that yin and we're pushing people away. Is You mentioned a couple of things, again, that I resonated with the in yoga which I do Mm. is there anything else that that you've found that has 
enabled you to bring more of that yin as you're saying bring more of that balancing because that's something we're really struggling mm. with at the moment mm. as we go through this podcast journey it's just mm. yang 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and you yeah. want to get into radio too yes it's, you've got to have it in check because it yeah. is really like that mm. the first one is you use the word guilty mm. um and i want to say to you guys and your GBs, yeah. there's nothing to be guilty about. We have had this on us. Think about it. If mm-hmm. It's actually brilliant what we were doing. Mm. We want to be ahead. We need to act a certain way. Mm. The business of podcasts and radio on that intense yang energy is it's fast paced right and it's a lot of work so that's kind of different in a way it's just it's the environment so I suppose some tips the first one would be for anybody listening and you guys is to unclench your pelvis right now Mm. (laughs) unclench it sitting in my chair because both of it it was clenched right yeah yeah. Yeah. hard (sighs) I'm unclenching Mm. unclench your effing pelvis (laughs) pelvis <laughs> i've started saying effing because i've got a kid I was like, I, i've become yeah okay this whatever is a safe space whatever Stacey. you know it's not because of my kid it's because <laughs> of the kids my, my kid hangs, hangs out, out with, with you. <laughs> it's not i couldn't give a yeah, shit about yeah. him and what he says yeah, yeah. at home it's the other ones yeah. anyway that's an effing. a conversation that doesn't belong here um yeah it's it, it the pelvis is the most insanely underestimated, I reckon, understudied part of our anatomy when it comes to trauma, tension, stress, and where we hold our emotions, not to mention actually womb space, whether it doesn't necessarily have to be a baby, but your creativity is birthed there, right? So if you think about the sacrum and you think about that area, we are holding a lot there. Then you pull on that kind of safety, I suppose, almost like dormant treasure box where you've got all this crap in it Mm. when you're um, stressed or busy too. So you're out of your parasympathetic nervous system. You're into your fight or flight. You're clenching that and you're clenching essentially a whole heap of stuff that's ready to erupt. Mm. It's an absolute shit fight. Mm. So the first thing you can do to just by unclenching is just acknowledging their stuff there and acknowledging your environment. The other one is intuitive work, which we spoke about earlier, is important because if you're trying to get in touch with your intuition and you do want to get in touch with the feminine energy and your female, then that sounds like a pretty simple way to do that too, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a goddess vibe. There's like this uh, internal truthful voice, not your bravado voice or your character voice or your external persona Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your intuition is going to give you your truth and your truth is in polarity Mm -hmm. right and most of the time probably a little bit more in your yin Mm -hmm. because we're female yeah Mm -hmm. it's just you know that's it is a little bit more skewed that way when you're at at your equilibrium Mm -hmm. the third thing i would say would be to activate not just that meditative that time but that alone time Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so walk around the house naked, but it needs to be without your phone. Mm-hmm. Like screens are not alone. It's not alone time, mm-hmm. guys. Like yeah. it's not it's not cute. Like if you are seriously thinking your chill time mm-hmm. is on your phone, imagine you are running a marathon with Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's literally like either at least look at it like you're at Bondi Junction shopping and looking at a million different lights or a different kind of display mm-hmm. or at least it's um, at a club looking at what everybody's wearing. Like think about it. It's the same vibe yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of your in. energy. Yeah. So take yourself out of it. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to say to you social media is blah, 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 blah. It's just an energy game. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want mm-hmm. to truly be alone, you need to 
be alone in mm. your energy to kind of let it correct itself a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, speaking to the conversation on dating specifically in the Single Pringle book, there's a quote mm-hmm. here from you. They don't all have to be everything you want them to be. Just look for fun, for kindness, for comfort and security. Okay, this is Stace speaking on what to look for when dating. What advice can you give our GBs who are obsessed with dating purely to find the one? I mean, firstly, think about it, right? Let's just really get back to fucking basics here. You are thinking, so you're a person that wants the one. And that's fine. Like some people are, some people aren't. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing to say. This book isn't about a particular type of relationship that you want. It's about finding out who you are so then finding what your truth is. Mm -hmm. For a lot of us, that is, I guess, a substantial relationship. I don't even really call my husband the one. Mm -hmm. He's a substantial relationship. Say that's what you're aiming for. But we will say one because that makes sense because there's not many. If you're going to commit long term, you'll generally have not many. Some will be one person. If you actually believe and desire that, then why the fuck are you thinking every date will be that one? Mm. From an odds Mm. game, it's impossible. (laughs) It just actually doesn't make fucking sense. Mm. No, it doesn't. For us to Mm. think that every single opportunity is going to be be the one one person when you want one person. Yeah. Yeah. It just is so crazy (laughs) that we do this. Yeah. So... And sometimes it's really important to get back to kind of this common sense thing because we're in this like weird obsessive kind of idea of the fantasy future instead of really going down to the nitty-gritties of how that happens. And that happens because when the timing aligns, you've worked on yourself and the other person is on the same wave as you, you will be attracted to that person. That will happen that's a bit beyond you. There's lots of elements that go into that. But if that's what that formula really is at the absolute crux, then what the fuck are you doing analysing every single bit of the way there? Mm-hmm. All you can do is focus on those qualities that I've said to enjoy mm. the way there. Enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bang you know, on. like, and it's not always going to be enjoyable and you're going to find out that maybe someone isn't kind when you thought they were kind. Mm. And then you learn that mm. and you change the course and you say, okay, that's a sign. I if, I fucking should have known that and I knew it. I'm not going to ignore that sign again. Then you'll change another course and you're changing another course. Sure enough, that course takes you to this one. Mm. But it's not the seven people that you thought were the one or telling yourself were the one. That doesn't mm. change mm. the formula. You know what I mean? You can mm. tell yourself all you want that all these people may be the one. It doesn't change the fact that you're still searching for only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying to Jules the other day, I know a lot of my girlfriends, they struggle with dating, right? I, ha- I had a friend of mine tell me a while back when it didn't work out with the guy she was seeing. She's like, oh, Jodes, now I just, I hate the idea of this not working out because then I have to start from scratch. I've got to go through this again. It's like there seems to be this like common resentment for the actual dating process. It's like we've somehow managed to take the fun out of it. Mm. But think about it. Well, there's a there's a common re, like resistance to hard things in life. Dot mm. com. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And dating. I need to say this. It's really important that I say this. It is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm. You know, I say all this stuff like, come on, come on, get because I'm passionate about it because I want to sometimes wake us up yeah. In, yeah. in it because I was that. I was constantly obsessing over who the next person was or who this person was. 
And instead, I needed to constantly remind myself to come back. It wasn't mm. like one day I was like, oh, I get it now. Nah, up until months before, I wasn't necessarily thinking about meeting Ben, but I was still thinking about meeting someone, someone. you mm. know, like it just became less obsessive and prevalent. Mm. I evened it out. Like I was enjoying myself and my life just as much on my own as I would have thought about if someone came in. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny and I think the dating process is really about what you're doing with it, right? Are you waiting for people to treat you a certain way and then you're responding or are you managing the process of what you want to get out of it and what you are doing at the time? So say, for example, I need to work out how I can climax or orgasm it with casual sex. So clearly that's what you're doing. That's your experiment. You're doing that. You've done the work. You want to have fun from that side. Mm. And then there might be another side where you're working on your vulnerability and it's not safe for you to put your vulnerability in the hands of people you don't know. So then you take yourself off the game for a few months, maybe four months, five months, six months. Then you get that set. Then the next time you're like, okay, I'm going to try to go on a date and I'm going to try and be vulnerable. I'm going to say something that makes me vulnerable on this date. One sentence. Mm -hmm. Then you're on a new course. you got to roll with where you're at personally, not have dating work at you, and then you constantly living your life in reaction to the dating world. Mm. Own your game, figure out your shit, figure out what you're doing for yourself, and then incorporate dating as it fits, dependent on what you're doing in your own life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say one of the biggest things I took away from your book as a whole, and this is going to sound so basic and so obvious, was to look for values in a partner instead of anything else. And I pulled up because I've got a little manifestation note in my phone about what type of partner I want. (laughs) (laughs) AFL player, six foot four with a six foot cock. It's all type. type, Oh, it was so embarrassing. (laughs) I've had to really. And then I was like, what are my values? And Again, not embarrassing, not guilty. Mm. This is how we're Mm -hmm. conditioned. Mm -hmm. Disney, Mm -hmm. everything. Don't get, we have to get off our own backs with this shit. I don't know. The thing with women is it's all on our shoulders. No, it's not. Mm. You Somehow you got the message that mm-hmm. that was what we're aiming for. So great. You've learned now nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I say that stuff because all those little things that we beat ourselves up about, they add up. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know this, but there's, I'm so passionate about it not being our fucking fault completely. Mm. Everything, because I'm passionate about doing the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that also doesn't mean that I think everything's your issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some stuff has happened. So you yeah. do the work to kind of correct it in the way you can, but you don't do the work to like blame yourself for everything you're not happy mm-hmm. with too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Complete like That's why sense. I pick those little things up because I think they're, they're important because I feel protective of you guys mm-hmm. and yeah. anyone doing the work. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, you're good. Yeah. You learn the lesson, that's it. You don't have to worry about why you didn't know it before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a five-minute job sort of undoing that, those years of programming, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not just about us, not just about our parents. It's like lineage, ancestral. It's mm-hmm. full on. Yeah. It's still here. It's called something little called the patriarchy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I said it, but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's here. Yeah. It's love. It's love, baby. <laughs> Stacey June, we got it. We're, we're good bitch, right? Yeah. So we've got to get into the nitty-gritty a little bit. You are the OG city girl baby, so we got to ask, back when you were throwing it back and busting it, open where was <laughs> Stacy? Definite- is this your vulnerable femme side yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, yeah. the second chart yeah. the second chart for coming out now back when you were throwing it back and busting it open where was Stacy? definitely getting late mm. like where was the venue you were like yep I'll go there and I'll pick up mm. that's my spot oh. well I feel like I had 
Yeah, there was a place in Collingwood that yeah. was it was too easy. <laughs> Shout out Collingwood. You know when sometimes you're the bitch that's almost looks like they belong. So I don't know if anyone's from Melbourne, but I'm sure there's different kinds of sides of town in everywhere that you live. And there's the part where the girls wear heels and there's the part where the girls wear boots, yep. right? Or, yep. you know, kind mm-hmm. of more of a rock chick vibe versus like a, if you're in Melbourne, like a Chapel Street, South Yarra mm-hmm. kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. I was the girl that lived on the north, but I had south side vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would walk into these grungy places with heels, mm-hmm. not like ridiculously doled up, but I liked, there was a bit more of a, and again, I find I'm so different now. But at the time, there was a different kind of chicness, a different mm-hmm. vibe. And I just feel like guys would just, because it was like different, and I was then still dancing to fucking this heavy metal shit at this particular <laughs> place, which was Yaya's in Collingwood in Melbourne. And it was heavy music and kind of intense, but I loved it. And I love, I like all people. So it doesn't make a fucking difference to me. People give a shit about that external mm. stuff. I don't. But to guys, it's like, I guess it was refreshing or yeah, something yeah, yeah. to them. Like it's yeah. like, oh, this girl, she's fucking, look at her. She's hot. She's here. You know, it's weird. Yeah. So it was like tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Easy. Tick. So it's like sort of the out of the box place. Like, don't go to the bloody, I don't know who's gone to the Ivy, but you know, <laughs> fucking places like that. Like, don't but go isn't to that. The- rocking is poofed off now. Like yeah, it's a, every yeah, Saturday. Apparently. Yeah, and the Melbourne Poofdorf peeps are not happy about it because it sounds like it may be a bit better. The better. Really? Well, Delta fucking Goodwin was there like two weeks yeah. ago. Yep, Carl Cox is coming. Yeah, what the, so, yeah that ain't happening in M-Town. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is. And it's like it was like on the flip side of that I went to a wedding and was so doled up but was drinking beer. Now, this yeah. is dumb mm. shit, right? Dumb, but. Yeah. But I was the zero fucks girl all of a sudden yeah. that looked hot. Like it's just throw it on its head a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. and also don't, you know what used to piss me off about going out so bad and yeah. sorry if this is you, but people, my girlfriend's ringing me and saying, what are you wearing? I'd be like, mm-hmm. don't look the same as me. Fucking wear what you yeah, want to yeah, wear. Yeah. If you're going to some grunge place, don't dress grungy. Just wear what you feel sexy in yeah. and I t- promise you your light will be so on. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. You know that vibe. Don't dress energy. for the yeah, yeah. place you're going. Just dress how you want to fucking dress. Mm-hmm. Such a good And you'll tip. look hot regardless. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you'll be emanating that vibe, right? You'll yeah. be feeling yourself yeah, if you're comfortable. So many, and so many girls probably wanted to wear heels this place and they were like, oh, no, nah, because we're yeah. going here. I'm going to dress like this. Yeah. Like, nah, it's how I, I tell Jones every time. I'm in trackies and I accidentally pop down at the pub, no makeup, I pick up. Yeah. There you go. Like, Everyone says this. Because they can tell you're not giving a fuck. Yeah. Well, we yeah. used to call it zero fucks girl. Yeah. 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 Zero yeah. fucks girl. That's yeah. what we need to be aiming for, GBs. Absolutely. <laughs> now, one of our grave concerns, Stace, just to get a bit serious now, we're mm. a fun podcast, but we like to take it there. This is the kind of shit that keeps us up at night. Really stressful. Really stressful for us. How do you still find the same dick exciting? Mm. What's Mary oh, Dick God. like? I have so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's actually just so wild that you asked this question because there are so many different, I suppose, chapters that I've had in my marriage mm. already, right? Mm-hmm. So there was the most intense chapter when we first met cliche but I feel like now even knowing the kind of term love bombing which is mm-hmm. not a great term mm. but I've I've been quite interested in it of late because I feel like Ben and I fell so hard it was consensual and it wasn't like in, in a bad way mm. so the sex was off the fucking roof 
and in a way that was surprising for us both. Mm-hmm. Like I was meeting someone that was eye-gazing with me and open to tantra stuff mm-hmm. and doing shit on the floor, shit up here, whatever, all different positions, but doing stuff that was also about intimacy building, not mm-hmm. about necessarily penetrative sex, yeah. right? And he had gone through the most insane journey himself being going through prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So he met me not even, you know, at a point where he was like, fuck, am I even going to be able to get it up again? Worked very hard can confirm that's all gone. Mm. But he was met me in a time where he was like, fuck, this is unreal. This is mm. all working. Then I lost my gig and had a miscarriage. Mm. So then grief comes in, right? And you go through these roller coasters of like this intense sex that is so much more about not a dick. It's so much more about a, what I realised, and this is where I think my love language came from, this need for physical affection to the point where I was like god do I have a am I almost like checking out here and needing sex in order for a way for me to feel something Mm. because I was so sad Mm. and so lost and so it went to this kind of other desire almost like I wouldn't say unhealthy but like this yeah, this kind of need for connection need. in a time where I was really lost. So there was kind of that. And then it got fun again in a different way. We got we eloped and whatever, so there was that vibe. And then there was the pregnant vibe. So it's just been – and that's only in like three years. Mm. So right? different so dicks. Different dicks, but I think more than anything – different me. Mm. Mm. Stace, we've got to start wrapping this up. We're getting told we need to get out of the studio. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> now we end every interview with the same question, my darling. What's something you've never told anyone before? Oh, man. Mine's kind of boring but really embarrassing. But no embarrassing. I don't know what the fucking word is. I, When people say that they have insane parking tickets, like – my level that it reached was like I would often we would laugh with it. Okay, so it's a I, my friend kind of knows some version of it, but not to the extreme. If I would hear police sirens coming behind me in the car, I would think they were coming. They're coming get for me. you. Yeah, <laughs> more breaker stuff. To give stuff. you a bit of an idea of how intense it got. Wow. wow. I was like, are they coming to pull me over and take me to jail? Wow. That is where it got at some at one point in my life, and I've mentioned it here and there, but I don't think I've ever mentioned or told anyone really how serious I feel like it got for a bit there. All right, she's a runner. Little she's a track breaker. star. <laughs> All right. Should we thank yes. thanks, Stace? Stace, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much. <laughs> um, it was so refreshing hearing women talk about periods and weird family dynamics and trying to pee in a jumpsuit on, on commercial radio. <laughs> but above all, it was really important. Oh, my God, I'm going to get emotional. Oh, goodness. And as Danny said, you can only become what you see, and I truly believe you've helped pave the way for podcasts like Good Bitch. Yeah. And when we get on radio, it will be thanks to you. Yeah. And Kirsty. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. And you know what? It's it's lovely acknowledgement. Thank you very, very much. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Now, where can our GBs find you? Yeah. Where they, can they grab the amazing single Pringle book? Uh, anywhere online. You can check out stacyjune.com. It's there, but like it's actually a bargain price in Kmart, got to be honest. There we go. It's, that's the cheapest place to get it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I'm on the gram. Amazing. Get, get in there, GB. She's our OG good bitch. Love you, Stacey. Thank you so much again. See you next Tuesday. 